What's up, people? Jonathan Wiseman here with another episode of The Grit. I've got two special guests with me today, and we're going to talk with Rad and Jennifer. Rad, that's a dope name. Is that a name you were born with, or did that come up a little bit later on? It came up a little bit later on. I was born with the name Radesham, which is actually a beautiful uh, Indian name. Um, and then when I was a kid, uh, it, Radesham became Radish. And then when I became a little older... <laughs> It got shortened even more to rad. Uh, there you go. I love it. It's 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 fucking rad. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I have Jennifer over here. Jennifer, how are you doing today? I'm good. All right, we got the mics worked out. Thank you, uh, Hector. We got HTC in the house. So I appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, we got iHeartNature.com. It's actually iHeart-Nature.com. We're going to get into the details of that business. Want to thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, do me a favor first, though. If you get value from this. If you know Jennifer, if you know Rad directly, you know their story. You'll know it after this podcast. Share it, like it, you know, show some love. That's how we get uh, people out there to see exactly what it is we're doing and to enjoy it as well. Appreciate y'all tuning in. We're going to hear their story, and we're about to dive right into it. So appreciate y'all coming along for the ride. All right, cool. Well, let's go ahead and just jump this off. So I met with you first, Jennifer. Uh, we connected online, and... Um, you introduced me to iHeart and iHeart Nature, that is, and, and Rad as well. So I appreciate y'all being here and coming on the show. It's our pleasure. Thank I, you. I want to kind of, I want to hear the story and I want to hear the background behind it. I've, I've seen some of it online. I've done a little bit of research and found that. But let's just kind of go back to the beginning of it. And before we hear the story, I'd love to hear a little bit about y'all to know who y'all are and how that lended itself to where we're at today with this product. Sure. So, Rad, I know you're the mastermind behind this. Why don't you tell me a little bit about how this came to be? Sure. So, uh, I'm actually an ER physician uh, here in Houston. Um, I'm also a meditation trainer. Uh, I'm a meditation trainer for the Heartfulness Institute. Um, so, me in, and our family, you know, we're very much into wellness and holistic wellness, natural wellness. So, how I got into this, and this was not, I never thought I was going to start a business. It just kind of started as a little side hobby isn't that, that how most of them started? yeah that kind of you know surprised me by how how well it just took off uh, so initially what was happening was my kids kept wanting to do these lemonade stands and Another feeling every weekend <laughs> lemonade stand lemonade stand and one year we entered into the national lemonade day program and uh uh, the kids won a award for most charitable entrepreneur. Wow. They raised over $3,000, helped fund a bus for an orphanage that our family sponsors in India. And they felt great about it. I saw that. Know? And that is amazing. How, how often do y'all do that? Do y'all do that annually? So uh, we stopped doing the lemonade stand, but we continue to support the orphanage. So sure. like a couple of years ago, me and my older daughter went to India we spent a few days at the orphanage. We took the kids to see Jumanji. We had rented out a theater, and we took all the kids to see Jumanji in India. And we we rode in the bus that we helped uh, to sponsor. That's so it was, great. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. That's a great story. Yeah. And that's kind of where it all came from. It, it started with that. I you know they kept wanting to do lemonade stands after they won. I was like, look, it it is it is very time intensive to set up a lemonade stand every weekend. <laughs> we need to figure out something else, you yeah. know. 
But you know, like like with everything that we did, it, we put our heart into everything that we try to do. You know, so with the lemonade, they they put their heart into like perfecting this recipe. Uh, you know, organic syrup, organic sugar, organic uh, lemons, handmade, and it was just an amazing formula. So, so then we're like, there's got to be something else we could do. We initially thought of bottling lemonade, that didn't go anywhere. Bottled lemonade gets rancid, doesn't taste as good, and is not as as uh, you know as as good as a fresh made uh, glass of lemonade. Sure. So then we looked into soaps. Um, and the cool thing about the handmade soaps is that, uh, you know, from the day you make it for a few years, they're just as good as the day, you know, they, they're, they're cut and ready to use. So we let our soaps cure for about eight weeks. And after eight weeks, for about two years, they're just perfect. You know, they're, gotcha. just, they're just like a, like a fresh, uh, fresh bar of soap. Cool. Well, we're going to dive into your products uh, for the company, but I want to take it a little step back and go back to your two daughters who worked their little butts off doing lemonade stands. And Hector, if you can jump to that real quick. So where was it? Tell me where this video is. This is when they were setting up their videos and their lemonade stands. Sure. And this is how they were getting ROI and contributing. I think it was, what, $3,000 they raised to right. get the bus into India? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this was... Uh uh, at our home in Seabrook. We live in Seabrook. Uh, so they made this video uh, for before they launched the uh, uh, the lemonade stand gotcha. uh, for the National Lemonade Day. It was a lot of fun making this video and getting this all set up, and uh, it was just a, just a blast. Well, and it was amazing that they were able to, you know, generate so much return so that they can contribute to that and uh kudos to them that's amazing you're you're raising some young entrepreneurs there <laughs> they were on a mission yeah so at some point it changed from doing lemonades because it wasn't going to have a long shelf life and you really couldn't monetize it the way that you wanted to so you took it to the next level and is that when i Heart nature was developed sure so you know the thing about lemonade i mean we wanted a product that we would we could stand behind and be like this is the best and i, w I would totally want this uh Fresh lemonade is great, but bottled lemonade, it, it, it just didn't work out. And we weren't happy with, with the way it would turn out. So then we're like, well, let's try soaps. And that's, that's how I heart nature. We, you know, and the kids helped me with all coming up with the name. You know, we vetted a bunch of different designers for a logo. And we went through all these different iterations. And they were involved in all of that. So it was just fun to work with them and, and get this going. Gotcha. Well, it's been amazing. And Jennifer, tell us how you got into the picture. Tell us a little bit about you, your background, and where you met this handsome young man at. <laughs> well, I met Rad at one of his meditation classes. And then after one class, Rad was like, hey, will you help me out with this? I don't know why you asked me. <laughs> this is a great question. Why did you ask me? Well, uh, it's my intuition from my meditation. That's right. I like that. Yeah. 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 So one of the things I love about working with Rad is that he's uh, just the mindfulness and he just, him and his entire family, they just embody this just wellness from the inside out. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I call Rad and, and Ragini, his wife, like, y'all are my spiritual mom and dad. That's amazing. <laughs> it really is. It's well, been a fun journey. And yeah. when you're yeah. into wellness and meditation, and I've got a few friends that are deep into it, 
haven't got there quite myself, um, but I know that it's definitely healing and, and will help you take it to the next level. So y'all met in that type of environment. Mm-hmm. Yes, heartfulness meditation. And I was going through some really uh, tough situations in my life and I, and I was in search of healing and life brought me there. And for the very first time, I felt my heart. I know it, it probably sounds strange. Uh, no, it doesn't, not I, at all. I connected to myself for the very first time. And it was this huge spiritual awakening that I, that I went under or through. And that has just been such a pivotal point in my life. That's beautiful. Really cool. Yeah, life, like my entire perspective of life shifted. And now it's, and now it's my turn to give that back. That's how I feel. That's amazing. And that's what y'all are kind of doing together. It's <laughs> That's a great story to share. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, to top that story off, I got something else I want to share. Hector, you mind throwing this on here? You're quite the dancer, Ed. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I love I'm, it. I'm sorry to break this up. I mean, we were getting emotional there for a minute. But I had to show this. I mean, you were putting, I did yeah. a little bit of research on your ad, and, and you, you don't play around. <laughs> okay, when I saw this, I was like, what? The turmeric <laughs> shuffle. Uh-oh. Uh. Uh-oh. <laughs> He's putting it down. Boy, watch out now. <laughs> I'm That's sorry. Awesome. I, I had to do that, too. I'm sorry I couldn't play the music. It was some jamming music with that as well. When are you doing the next <laughs> I know. Yeah, we'll, we'll all do it together. You, we're, we're gonna have together. to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I own nightclubs for many years, and uh, that's one of the best moves I've seen. <laughs> that's awesome. What so, a compliment. so this is how y'all two came together. I love that. So let's go ahead and take it to the next level. You know what happened next? Where did this go? Y'all met up. You asked her to come on the team to help you with your vision and what you were working on. Uh, where did so the business idea started with the girls and doing lemonade you wanted to switch it to a different business model that would actually get good results I'm assuming and that's when so what was the first product you came up with this our first product turned out to be our bestseller it's our turmeric soap Uh, so have you smelled this stuff I haven't but y'all brought me a whole bag of it the first one to thank y'all take a second to to thank y'all yeah for bringing Christmas in a box wow the wife's gonna love that too. Oh yeah, yeah, she is. So I mean, we spent a lot of time formulating this. You know, as a physician, I I, I researched a lot of articles. Turmeric is one of the uh, uh, herbal product, herbal ingredients that's been you know thoroughly studied, and there's lots of benefits uh, uh, that it has on in skincare. Sure. So it helps with acne, helps with rosacea, helps with psoriasis helps with anti-aging it's, it's all around just about everything when yeah. I, I had my supplement company i know we talked about that a little bit before turmeric was actually going to be one of the next products that sure. we were going to produce just because of the overwhelming response that it had just when they tested it with everything right so the soap was the first product right so you know like i wasn't thinking oh i'm gonna have this huge soap company i didn't think anybody would buy a single bar of soap but you know like i was i was if I was going to make something, I was going to put my heart into it. So we spent a lot of time formulating this. We took about a year to get the formula right. We made multiple batches. We figured out, you know, how to formulate it, how to cure it. And we actually have a team of American soap artisans, you know, that make these by hand. And so we, you know, we so work with them. So it's all handmade. It's and all handmade it in America. In America, wow. Handmade in America. 
So what involvement did your daughters have in this initial phase of it? Well, I mean, they would, it, it, that's a good question. I'm assuming they, it has to be fun for the family. It, yes, this. absolutely. Like, you know, we would, we'd get around the kitchen table. We'd uh, go through different aromas and be like, okay, how do, how are we going to scent this next soap? How are we going to scent this next product? And we'd go through and they're like, oh, we don't like this. We want it to look, be like this. So they, a lot of the scenting they've really been involved in. And we, we wanted to make sure all of our products had uh had had a pop you know like sure. some people some some brands would have like an unscented soap and we're like we're never going to have an unscented soap all our soap all our products are going to pop and we're, we we max out the uh, natural aromatherapy in them there you and, go yeah well that's a good way to find a niche within a niche right. so that you can offer something that your competitors aren't and right we'll get in a little bit more into the business side of things so you started with the soap so yeah and i think soap, now yeah. you have a couple of different flavors of soap right so we have about six right now and okay. we're working on a few more that will probably release uh, in a few months. So, and you said you were a physician earlier. I'm an ER physician, yes. So let's talk, <laughs> and typically what I do is I, I, I can uh, assume what the answer is, but I always ask my guest on here, because it's all an entrepreneurship podcast, is you know how did, what they went through to get funded, how did they get funded? I'm assuming you had to self-fund it from proceeds from your other business model. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do yeah. you feel comfortable uh, sharing with us you know roughly or ballpark of what type of investment it was you know other people that whether they want to get into the soap industry or topicals or just e-commerce you know everybody likes to know what people spent what they invested you know how much they got their ass handed to them and wasted money what was the process like because now we see the pretty soap it smells amazing i've got my goodie bag thank you so much but let's get into the nitty-gritty of it and, and talk about the hard type shit like how much did you go through uh, financially as well as mentally to get to where you finally were happy with the product. How long did that take? So, I mean, you know, like making a batch of soap isn't expensive. Uh, so we went through multiple iterations, iterations, iterations. That wasn't, that wasn't what was, uh, what was costly. And, you know, as an ER physician, I had, I had the capital to, sure. uh, to work on this and I have to pitch the company that I work for right now. Please I do. work at community health first ER in Deer Park, Texas, uh, best freestanding ER in the area. Community first. We'll go ahead and drop a little uh, quick link to that down below so people can reach out. We'll leave it in the comments as well. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate the plug. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, finding... So from the time you started working with soaps and you decided on that direction, how long did it actually take until you came up with the final product? And part of the reason why I want to know is I want to know personally, I took my daughter and there's actually a, a, a YouTube video or a vlog about it where we were at a street fest and there was a company out there and I guess they can get mad because I forgot the name of it. Uh, it's probably a good thing um, where they were developing soaps and I talked to my daughter about it. And she was like, this is cool. It looks fun. I was like, well, baby, instead of slime and getting that shit all over the house and ruining everything. <laughs> Why don't you make soap? <laughs> let's make soap. <laughs> the wife wasn't on board with that. Right. Uh, but yeah, so how long did it take? What, what was the process to learn how to do that? And, and from the time you said, all right, let's try this with your two beautiful daughters to having an actual bar that was usable. Right. How long did that process take? We went through multiple iterations, but probably it took about a year for, and, and while we were working on formulating the soaps, uh, we also were working on, you know, the branding, the packaging. And that was, that was probably one of the bigger challenges is, uh, because I didn't know how, you know, like you said, you'd had multiple businesses over the years, right? So you probably have a way of 
getting a logo and stuff. Sure. The first thing I do is you Google like how to make a logo or something. And yeah. the first thing that's going to pop up is Fiverr. You go on Fiverr, spend five bucks and you get some, I'm going to say it shitty logo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's probably 10 other people are using. Right. Right. Sure. So, so we went through multiple iterations and, uh, you know, then, uh, so what, you know, I paid somebody five bucks and I paid somebody 50 bucks and I paid somebody hundred bucks. And I was like, I could not put my name behind these. These look horrible. Yeah. It's all about brand reputation. So I'll tell you how I solved the problem. Tell me. So, so I knew what box company I was going to use. What box company did you use? Cause your box solution, your box solution.com. Yes. Okay. So I called them and I said, Hey guys, you must see thousands of boxes, thousands of designs, thousands of, there's gotta be some that stand out, you know? Give me one or two names of box uh, designs that really are awesome, that you, that, that you feel like, oh man, we're happy to be printing these boxes. Sure. So I got a name from them. And did, I they give, did they give you the client's name and then you got the artist's name from them or they no, just gave you the artist? They gave me the artist's name because sometimes they get the files directly from the artist. Okay, sure. So I got the, I got the artist's name. So then I contacted the artist and that, that's when like, that's when like, Game okay, changer. yeah, that's, but, but that it's, it's, a, it's an interesting way of solving a problem instead of like going from the front, you're like, Hey, who's been doing this yeah, a lot? Who would back, know? Let's backdoor it. Yeah. No, I think it's great. And plug the company one more time. Your box solution. Your box solution. So dot com. So if y'all need to get boxes for your products and I've had this problem too, when it comes to packaging and I wouldn't necessarily call it a problem. It's just a hurdle you got to get over. You, know, you don't find the right box company, you're going to spend a lot of money getting boxes that don't necessarily, you know, pull the weight and you've got to go through a couple of renditions of it before sure. you're happy with the final product. So, And then if you want the, the artist, you'll have to contact me directly. Done deal. We'll Alrighty. have them contact you through the website. Perfect. No, no worries at all. So then after you got one done, it took you about a year to come up with the soap. And was it pretty easy once you had that made to come up with the different variations or the different Yeah, once we, once we figured out how we were going to make it, what the process was, what the box would be like, then it, it got iteratively easier and easier to make future bars, you know. How did you come up with the name? Talking about branding, where did the name come from? And I love your slogan. Tell me about <laughs> the slogan and who came up with it. So, okay, like uh, one of the best slogans we have here is... Uh, Reap what you soap. Right? I love it. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Did y'all buy that domain name? Reap what you soap. No, no, but I just applied for the trademark. All right, cool. <laughs> nice. And so how'd you come up with that? So uh, my wife came up with reap what you soap. So me and my daughters came up with I heart nature. Like we were, it's, it's just something that we did. I mean, as a family, we're very much into, um, uh, you know, into the outdoors, nature, being eco-conscious, environmentally friendly. And, you know, that's just kind of our stick. So uh, it was it was just what, you know, it just spoke to us. And, and we, we didn't we weren't really like, oh, let's build a brand. But we we're like, let's build something that's kind of an extension of us that we can kind of play with. And, sure. It means and see where it you. goes. Yeah. Well, I just pulled it up and reap what you soap dot com is already taken. So. I thought we were going to have maybe a big win there, but we don't. Really? Yeah. Uh, surprisingly <laughs> enough, we'll go to it after this podcast and see who owns it. And maybe uh -huh. we can uh, steal it from them one way or another. Yeah. So, so it just came from the name itself. I heart nature is just, and I've done a little bit of background on you. It's just y'all are holistic. Y'all are into wellness and it's something that y'all live by and just incorporated that into your product. Yes. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that's like, like I said, you know, you were talking about being an entrepreneur. 
I, I really wanted to say, like, look, you know, what, what is the one thing we can give our kids? I mean, I, it wasn't just to teach them entrepreneurship. I, I was like, I want to teach them to be artists. I want to teach them to live life to the fullest, to put their heart into everything that they do. And even if it's, you know, making a bar of soap or, or making lemonade or whatever, you know, that they should, they should put their heart into everything. And it shouldn't just be about the financial win, but it should be something where we contribute to either an orphanage or we contribute to the environment, we contribute to society and kind of push everything forward in a positive way. I love that. Yeah, and speaking of that, it's we're tied in with uh, Trees for the Future and 1% Back to the Planet. And your girls are definitely artists. Like I love going over and the girls will go outside and I'll say, all right, girls, here's the products, get creative. They're, they become art directors. That's amazing. It's so cute. And you give them the artistic freedom to do yeah. whatever they want with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that a lot of the uh, Instagram uh, posts that we have, you know, they help curate that and you know, set up the products. Like uh, we have a bar shampoo. Well, that's my next question: is tell yeah. us what some of the other products are. It started with soap, and then it obviously grew from there. So what sure. else we got? So this uh, this turmeric soap is uh, probably one of our best sellers. This uh, is uh, another one. Uh, it's a turmeric face mask. Okay. okay? Now. Here's here's where you know uh, being a physician and being into wellness and stuff. So most face masks that that are on the market, they're pre-made. So meaning that you just kind of dig your White fingers label in. Them. You, yeah, uh, you just dig your fingers in and apply it. So it's a pre-made mixture. Okay. And a lot of lot of uh, cosmetic products are white labeled. Sure. There's you know somebody's making them and everybody's putting their different logo on their them. logo. So me and the girls and, and a, a bunch of research articles later, we, we came up with this formula. You know, we re researched every single ingredient in here, and there's only a few ingredients. There's uh, volcanic ash, which is bentonite clay. Mm -hmm. There's organic turmeric powder, organic fenugreek powder, and uh, wild-crafted red sandalwood powder. Okay, so okay. all natural. So it's just a powder. You take the powder and then you mix it with milk or water and you make the paste. And then you apply that paste on your face. You can also apply it on your hair or your back. Uh, but this is a natural way of doing face masks and skincare. Yeah, without know? any of the harsh chemicals. Right. No, you I know, another way I've used the matcha mask is back acne. Uh-huh. Like on, I know. Are I'm you not gonna say who. I'm, it's not my back. How can I do my own back? I can't do my own back. I'm not gonna say who. Um, but yeah, like there, you can use this in so many different ways, not just your face. And you can really notice the difference. Like it really clears your back. And those are areas that are hard. I mean, they're embarrassing. You know, sure. you, you don't want to have back acne. Yeah, when it's summertime and you're out on the beach exactly. and shirt off, and right. I get it. Now, well, and that's one thing that I learned um, in the supplement world and topical world was that, you know, there a lot of stuff is made for the face mm -hmm. specifically, but it's also nice to find full body masks. Now, you might paint it as a face mask, but it can be right. used all over. So exactly. really good to know that that is really for an all-in-one solution that you can put out there. So let's talk. So we got the face mask. And then right now, here's the face oil. So this uh, we formulated to be used in the oil cleansing method. Uh, you take uh, uh, like a quarter-sized amount of oil, rub it in your hands, rub it all over your face. Then you take a steam towel and then apply that onto your face for a minute or so. And then you wipe off 
uh, the oil and then you take some warm water and then wipe off the rest, your skin feels super moisturized. And it works great for people with dry skin, oily skin. Like the oil helps dissolve the natural oils that you have on your face. Gotcha. And do you use any of the products uh, together in, in a step or in a process? Uh, Would you use so the oil like I, and then I, the mask or yeah, vice versa? Yeah, I was going to say, what I love to do is I, after my mask, I love to do the face oil. Gotcha. After you do the mask and pull it off, exactly. then you got mm -hmm. a, a clean palette to work with. Right. Gotcha. Cool. Well, let's dive into some of the business of it. I know we talked sure. a little bit about the funding, obviously being a doctor, it wasn't too difficult to fund it. <laughs> how much money did you really put into to building some soap and uh, any business is a great investment. So now that, you know, how do you juggle this as, cause you're still a physician, I'm assuming. Yes. Full time. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> how, and you're working, you know, 40, 60, 80 hours a week, whatever your demands are. This being a, let's call it a side project for now. Um, you know, how do you juggle that? Sure. Like it started as a hobby. Uh, what I've mostly focused on was creating awesome products. And then I didn't know anything about selling it. Sure. Right. So, you know, I figured out how to list it on Amazon, how to initially I had a janky WordPress website, you know, then eventually moved on to Shopify, which has been pretty awesome. Yeah. Amazon's been awesome. Uh, for us, it, it just it, there's just so much warm traffic. But for me, like I didn't know anything about selling on Amazon. I didn't know anything about keywords. I didn't know anything about like ranking for keywords. And so that's like I think the initial mistakes that I made was probably just a learning curve of like sure. you know finding the right people to help with the Amazon PPC and stuff like that. But you know, this is a, what's been fun for me is learning this whole new language. It right? really is. Yeah. How long has the iHeart been, iHeart Nature been around? Uh, really this, uh, I would say less than two years. Okay. But so it's like, still fairly new. Yeah. So like the first, uh, the first year we're just kind of like trial and error, you know, um, but this year we, you know, we, we've had all our products. We've had a few manufacturing glitches, which I think we'll get all that sorted out by the end of the year, but next year we should be smooth sailing and then just release more products. Gotcha. And do you have that produced here locally in the U S everything is made here in handmade in America. Some things are made in the Midwest. Some things are made a little outside of Houston. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And I want to jump into the uh, administrative side of the business, you know, when it comes to customer service, fulfillment, um, you know, the volume that you're doing. Sure. Do you in-house that or do you contract all that out? How do you handle your customer service related issues? Uh, so <laughs> Jennifer does a lot of our marketing, which uh, you should, she manages our social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, customer service. Uh, we basically have Amazon do all the fulfillment okay. and stuff. So even through the Shopify website, it links to the Amazon and then Amazon fulfills it. Okay. Gotcha. Well, so, and that's a, a viable option if you're trying to be a hundred percent automated. Uh, and that's great to know for the audience. I always, with my previous companies, I had to in-house everything for a customer service. So you do everything FBA fulfilled by Amazon. Yes, sir. Uh -huh. So we did a lot of stuff that was merchant filled where we sent it right. out ourselves. Right. And you know, that's a, a, a good decision that somebody has to make when they get into selling products and e-commerce and marketplaces. 
is do they want to relinquish all that to Amazon? Right. Um, which cuts down an overhead with employees sure. and staff because they handle all the customer service, the shipping, the fulfillment, the returns, the bullshit. Right. I could go on. I could go on and on. <laughs> really, I wanted to create something that I could just run from my laptop. You wanted to make an automated right. turnkey where you can right. be on an ocean somewhere with an right. internet connection, and, and and the only thing I really wanted to deal with was making the awesome product, and then once be, the formula is done, like automate everything else. Being the creative side, yeah. And that's one thing you mentioned earlier that I, I want you to highlight is you you don't look at this as a necessarily a, a business model or entrepreneurship. You actually looked at this more as being an artist. And right. you did too, Jennifer, as, as coming up with something artistically, something out of emotion, something that meant something to both of y'all to present this product to the world. Oh, yeah, we definitely, well, when I started, when Rad hired me on, I was like, all right, I mean, this isn't really, to me, it wasn't really about the soap. It was like, wow, we get, I get to be creative. I get to think out of the box and create videos and create posts. And I really got to learn Adobe Photoshop even more and Adobe Spark and it was a trial and error. I played around with Canva and just finding my rhythm and I would send over stuff to Rad like, hey, what do you think about this? And some of the stuff wasn't great. You know, as you're learning, it's like, oh, you know, it's a learning curve. Definitely. Everything is. Absolutely. But once you get it, you just fly and it's so much fun. I think everyone needs a creative outlet. And at that time in my life, that's what I really needed more than anything. Just tuning back into my creativity. Gotcha. Well, and being on Amazon where most of it lives, how do you market it? Uh, you mentioned pay-per-click on Amazon earlier. Is there anything else that y'all doing? You being in marketing, uh, what else are y'all doing to bring awareness? Uh, because there are other products out there, and, and I don't know how saturated the, the soap market is. I haven't looked into it, but what are you doing to separate yourself, or how do you market that business? How do you get exposure, visibility? Because our clients that are, uh, or our followers and fans that are watching, they want to know if they're going to launch a product, what is the best way that they can get exposure or get people buying on Amazon? Because it is a game. They do have an algorithm, and if you are brand new launching a product, how do you start getting people to buy your stuff? Sure. Like, uh, you know, the first time we launched this, this was on page 100, right? Sure, <laughs> if you, exactly. If you, if you search for turmeric soap, it's going to be on page at the, 100. At the bottom. Yeah, yeah. nobody's going to find nobody's it. Nobody's going to be fine. So I was surprised. I mean, we made it to page, we made it to the f first page, and then we, we've been on top one, two, or three uh, for a whole year. And I was surprised at that. I I don't think it's a lot based on advertising. I think, like, like we have lots of repeat customers and we have lots of great feedback and lots of people who reach out to us on Instagram and Facebook and just shout out about the products. And so people have found incredible benefits from it that, you know, people are like, oh, this relieved my acne. Oh, this relieved my, you know, scars that I had from old acne when I was a kid. This mm -hmm. relieved all these dark pigmentation spots that I had. And, and I think they went out and told their friends or, or you know, people noticed. So. We did some marketing, but we haven't done a lot. In 2020, our plan is to kind of uh, up, up roll the, that out. Yeah, roll that out. So it sounds like you got there organically. It, it, that's what it feels like to me. That's amazing. I mean, you can't ask for better. I can't. I, uh, How like long the, did it take you to go from the hundredth page to the first page? About three months, three four months. I think. That's it. Yeah. They, the weird thing is, I'll say this. Uh, you know, the first first year this would continuously run out like I couldn't make because we we cured the bars of soap for a long time and they're handmade so I can't just be like 
you know, you can't just, just spit them out. I can't just spit them out. Sure. So there's 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 several months of lead time, and so let's say let's say I order like uh, 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 the uh, the, I tell the artisans, hey, make like a thousand bars of soap, and then they get sold out. The next time I say, okay, make make two thousand, make four thousand, make eight thousand, you know, and they would sell out before I every time for like for like a whole year. I couldn't make it fast enough. Then I was like, let's just go. Whole hog and make a ton of it. <laughs> That's amazing. So where'd you find your artisans at? I know you brought that up a couple of times. They're in the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I researched a bunch of different uh, different people. I uh, had a bunch of, you know, different, uh, uh, like, manufacturing companies, different artisans that I've, we've approached. And we tried different formulas with we, with each. And then once we found a group that were like, hey, you know, if you, you like can make their it. Product. We, if I liked their craftsmanship. I liked you know, the way they did it, the, the quality control that they had and how, how earnest they were about making it. And, how, and, and basically they were cool. Like we'll use these premium ingredients. We'll use these organic ingredients. We'll source it the way you want it. And, and so it's, it's, it's been a great working relationship. That's great. So it's not a typical manufacturer doing mass production. Like these are true artisans that are making it by hand. Right. And I saw some of the images and they're sitting there cutting it bar by right. bar by bar yes that's cool mm-hmm. that's really cool i uh, wanted you touched on it earlier jennifer y'all were talking about some of the things that y'all contribute to that you give back i know this whole thing developed from a lemonade stand and contributing to a orphanage a, sh- a, yeah. a shuttle bus for an orphanage uh tell me uh some of the other stuff that y'all contribute to and that y'all are part of and that means something to you yeah so i think one of the great questions that you had earlier is what would you say to help other people that want to start their own company? And I think that just finding something that speaks to their heart, like why, the big why, right? Sure. Why are you doing this? Because yeah. if you're doing it for the money, it's everyone probably already knows this. Like it's only going to get you so far and then you're still going to be unfulfilled. So one of the things that, that I love about I Heart Nature is that the heart of why we do it is to always give back. And so I want to say, Rad and I, we had this conversation. You said about 50,000 trees have been planted because of the sales that we've already had or probably even more by now. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. been fun. That's mm-hmm. really cool. So just finding that, that, that passion, that reason, like the why. Why are you doing this? And I think that it always works best when you get into that mindset of giving back. And how can I service other people? Because whatever you give out is going to come back to you tenfold. Yeah. Well, and I know you said earlier that this podcast was about I Heart Nature, but I think it's important to point out uh, that you're a life coach and, you know, your heart's into this for different reasons. Can you tell us your YouTube channel and your Instagram handle so people can come find you (laughs) to learn a little bit more about you and why you're so passionate, not just about this, but you're also doing amazing things out there. And I think it's only fair to give you a little bit of exposure on that. So what is your YouTube? What's your Instagram? Just give me a a brief little 30-second pitch on, on who it is that you are and what you do. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. So my YouTube, it's just like a supplement to what I can offer my clients. YouTube, uh, it's Jennifer Almaguer. Okay. I think the hardest thing is maybe knowing how to spell Almaguer. We're going to spell that on the TV and have the link in the description. So you don't have to worry about that. (laughs) And my Instagram is the same, just an underscore afterwards because the other Jennifer Almaguer took it. (laughs) (laughs) And you're a life coach that caters to... 
Yeah, so one of my biggest lessons in life was uh, healing, healing myself through codependency. I didn't realize that I was a codependent for more than a decade and just finding yourself and meditation had such a huge role in my life and just helping people through separation or not not knowing what self-love is, self-worth, knowing their value. Because I think that's one of our greatest lessons that everyone is gonna be faced to. Like, who are you? Why are you here? And divorce, how to heal after divorce and relationships. So it's just more like internal healing and then start living the life that you desire is what I help people accomplish. Well, thank you for sharing that. Life coach, Jennifer, y'all go find her out. The links will be below. Appreciate you sharing that with us. And uh, that's probably going to uh, serve for another podcast that we'll do a little bit later on and dive in deeper to that because I believe that can really lend itself to helping so many people out there that are looking for somebody to kind of guide them and and light them. Uh, Let let me plug Jennifer. I mean, Jennifer's got a a wealth of wisdom and life experience that I I think, you know, if if, if this is something you're looking for, please hit up Jennifer. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you Thanks for adding red. that. <laughs> red. Red. I, You're so red. I've already got four kids. <laughs> otherwise, I'd have to name my next one Red. Can we change my nickname, Hector? <laughs> I mean, that's gangster. So tell me, iHeart Nature, what's next for it? It's doing amazing. It's a great product. Thank you for my goodie bag. I'm going to enjoy it. And it's my birthday for all y'all that are watching. Happy uh, birthday. That's right. No, you. you know what I said? I was going to. I told myself, make sure that that's the first thing you say. Anything that comes out of your mouth, the first thing is you're going to say, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Jonathan. <laughs> Thank you so much. And that's why we're here having <laughs> some cocktails to celebrate. And uh, yeah, if, if entrepreneurs, you want to fucking grind, you want to get it. I don't care if it's your birthday, what the holiday is, motherfucking grind all <laughs> day right. long. If you want to get it, you got to go motherfucking get it. So might have a cocktail in hand, but that's what we're doing. So what is next what's going on for iheart what's the next thing to come so sure uh you know like i've been playing this as like oh it's just a little hobby it's just something we do on the side you know and and it's kind of been that uh but i think in 2020 we're gonna you know, it looks like it's yeah about to uh take yeah. a little bit more of your time yeah you're gonna have to find some fillings for you at the <laughs> hospital <laughs> <laughs> if you could offer one bit of advice for people wanting to get into this business whether it's e-commerce or getting into topicals or soaps or some of the other products you offer from your grind, your ups and downs over the last two years that you've been doing this, what's the number one or two biggest advice nuggets that you would give somebody trying to get into this? Put your heart into it, you know, do something that you're passionate about, vet people properly. There's not a bigger sucker out there than a new entrepreneur. That's a good one. That's a good one right there. <laughs> right? Like if you're a new entrepreneur, you're like, you got a big, uh, big target on your head. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, just, and, and learn things yourself. Like, uh, like if you don't know what, like, I didn't know what SEO was when I, you know, so, but I learned what it was. I didn't know what Amazon PPC was. I didn't know how about how to rank keywords. If I just let somebody else do it, I don't think you got to kind of know a lot of these things or at least the basics of it so that when you do go look for vendors to manage these things for you, you can speak their language and not be taken advantage of. So that's beautiful. I think that, yeah, that's perfect. Well, I appreciate you contributing and I appreciate y'all coming on the show. Jennifer Rad, iHeartNature.com. The links are below. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Appreciate y'all hearing the story. If you did get value from this, I know you had to have. Please leave a comment, share this, make sure you uh, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Appreciate y'all tuning in. I'm Jonathan Wiseman. This is The Grit, and we'll see you on the next one. Take care, guys.